When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. All right, welcome back to the boys' 161st Street, episode 223. Today is August 18th, and the Yankees won a game, so uh, that's fun. So snaps snaps for them. Donaldson with the walk-off grand slam to finally get a win. Uh, what's that recently, Chandler? That's like... What? Losing 11 of the last 14, is it? Uh, I think we have four wins this month, so... Oh, that's cool. It's only the 18th. Yeah. No, we're like four and 13. <laughs> That's sick, but uh, a lot to talk about today. Yankees are currently playing, recording this during the game against the first game against the uh, Blue Jays. Frankie Montas will be going against Jose Barrios, and this is actually Montas's home debut, so or debut as Damon likes to call it. Uh, but a lot, a lot to talk about here. Uh, Yankees call up; they make the moves that we've been calling for. Maybe not necessarily the exact moves, but got some. Uh, they did something. Not exact moves because Peraza didn't come up versus Cabrera came up. Regardless, it's exciting. Marinacho's up. Um, yeah, Florial. just Florial, just fun times. It's They didn't have the biggest impact, it seemed, last night. But, I mean, it doesn't matter. This, this is just what we wanted. We wanted them to change it up, and I, I think they will have a big impact going forward. And it's a little bit of a spark. It's new blood. Um and DJ's back, and there's just a lot to talk about here. But before we get into all of that, how are we doing, fellas? David, Not you take the honors. <clears throat> uh, yeah, doing well. Beautiful weather. Playing some golf. It has been absolutely gorgeous. Are we are we beyond the point for for those yeah. that live in uh, Damon, the, you play the golf New York recently. area? Huh? I was asking Damon how his golf game went recently. I also know a guy that played golf. I played with you, so you know exactly how it went. It wasn't great. That's what I was getting at. (laughs) We're playing golf, and Luke was dicking off in Michigan. So, and and not not in Michigan, Minnesota. Minnesota, still it's an M, but whatever, same thing. Um, But yeah, I think I think we're beyond the unbearable heat in uh, in New York. So that's fun. I have a bad feeling I'm gonna like skip fall and just get cold as fuck. Like. Very not soon, obviously, but I feel like there's gonna be no fall. I hate that. I can sit in my living room without like an ice towel on my forehead now, so that's good. Yeah, had to win, had the door open all day yesterday. It was great. Oh, you're bad. Yeah, also, I was listening to our intro while we're here. I think it might be time to remove Hicks from that. There's got to be another electric call that is a good point. The worst player, statistically, the worst player in Major League Baseball this year. Yeah, so what should we replace it with? Maybe we could workshop something, but anything off the top of the dome right now that you want to swap that out with? Because that's that's a good point. Uh, hmm. 
I'm just I feel thinking like a judge like, walk off will be fun. I mean, maybe the judge walk off that we were out there behind home played with the off, off Jordan Romano against the Blue Jays. That Donald, honestly, that Donaldson call last night was pretty good. Yeah, but then was, Donaldson yeah. is in our intro for yeah, for, I mean, for yeah. The, next, the next 223 episodes. <laughs> 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 And I yeah. hope to God he's not on the payroll for for that when 223 it's, more episodes happen because that's we've been doing this podcast for like four years now. It's the fourth year of doing it. So, God damn it, that really sucks. Because the other the, the other one that comes to mind is another Hicks home run. I don't know. We'll we'll figure that out later. Yeah, Maybe I think. Not, I mean, I I think we can all say Hicks is going to the Sun indefinitely. He's on the sun. He's, he's on the sun currently. Oh, did I, did I miss that? I missed last episode. Sorry. I, I think he's been on the sun for quite. Yeah, some he's time. been on the sun for a while, and we permanently put him there. Um, yeah. So yeah. I guess we could start there with the sun update then, because Donaldson is also on the sun. Just quick reaction: Is that grand slam enough to get him off the sun, Chandler? No. I will never make that mistake again. Hicks hit that three-run home run against the Astros, and we took him off because we're like, yeah, he needs to do something remarkable. He did something remarkable. And since then, he's just been a fucking pine cone. Like, just that's it. I mean, there's nothing else. He is pine fucking cone. terrible. I'm mean, yeah, he's useless. He just sits on the ground and doesn't fucking move. I.e., a pine cone. He doesn't hit the ball. He doesn't field the ball well, as we saw in person the other day when he spun around forty times and then dropped the ball that has a ninety-five percent catch percentage. Uh, he doesn't have an extra base hit since. July 6th, in case you're wondering, that's a month and 12 days. Uh, and he's playing regularly, so that's not good. And I'm since Hicks he's also hitting... Now. I'm talking about Hicks. This is why I'm telling you that I'm I thought you were talking about Donaldson. No, no, you're, no, you're saying you're not going to make that mistake again. I'm not because making that mistake Hicks. again because Hicks, gotcha. we took off the sun after that. And after that, after that home run, he's been fucking abysmal. He had one good week, and we were like, all right. But I, granted, he had some big moments, but I, I need yeah. more. I need a lot more. I agree. I need a lot more too. I mean, granted, seeing him strike out in three pitches right now didn't help. But uh, aside from the recency bias, yeah, he hasn't done much at all aside from that home run. And I have a feeling he's not going to do much for the same amount of time. Then he's going to have another big moment. I feel like that's just kind of been his trend this whole year so far. And uh, yeah, I need to see a lot more consistency out of him to even think about taking him off the sun i didn't think he was gonna get taken off i was just curious where your head's at because we i mean what else is there to do in one single at bat that could bring up that question more than oh, of course that a walk off uh, yeah, grand slam like that's that's the biggest thing he can do in in one instance so obviously that's not enough and i was hoping you guys wouldn't say that so i'm happy with that but um anywho so the Yankees make the call-ups, and I just want to use this time a little bit to give a little bit of a farm report because them getting called up. One, I guess, before I go into the farm report, do you? How long do you think they'll stay up? The rest and of the year. Do you, do you think the rest of the year? They have to. I mean, if I hope, I hope that's upright, the case. But well, if you're calling them up to spark a team, you can't just they can't be playing timid and you know worried about being sent down every single day they have to you know you have yeah. to know that they're going to be up there for a month or two that they're getting a legitimate chance or else you just turn into fucking miguel and heart so or clint frazier excuse me jackson frazier where it's just every time i get called up it doesn't matter if i hit a thousand because i'm going back down i think that 
guys like Hicks, and I may use him as an example because Florial isn't exactly tearing the cover off the ball either. But this is this is probably Florial's last real chance as a Yankee, and they're gonna they're gonna mm-hmm. give him a full run at it. Cabrera, this is his first stint in the big leagues, but you know, obviously every bat in the fucking lineup. I, I think I saw something before last night. We had a 39 WRC plus as a team, which is lower than like I don't know. It's the lowest in baseball by far. And the time like we're on pace with like the Tigers right now. And we all know, like playing the Tigers series earlier in the year, they talked about how historically bad this offense was. Everybody on their team's hitting like 215. And I know batting averages and everything, but if you got nine guys hitting 215 with like three home runs, that's pretty fucking bad. And that's what we are tracking towards. So, you know, I I don't really know why you would send them back down because I mean, who do you who do you trust over them right now in their respective positions? I mean, Cabrera played third last night, I think. He's playing short today, and I mean, ICAF's been just fucking abysmal against Jose Barrios, Barrios, whatever. So makes sense to play him there. He plays a good shortstop. I don't know. It just doesn't make sense to me to call him up with the intention of sending him down regardless. Because then you're just you're right back where you were. Yeah, I agree. But I, I think they'll probably come. I mean, when Bader comes up, like that, that a lot of a lot of wrinkles happen whenever Bell's comes up. Like Bader comes up, Stanton comes back, DJ just came so back. So that doesn't swap anything. Rosters. That's true. Um, yeah, that's true. I, I mean, I don't know. I don't know how I feel about it because. Maybe the question actually is how big of an impact do you think they'll have even if they are on the expanded rosters? I think Cabrera will has a chance to be – I think Cabrera has a chance to make the playoff roster. And I don't – I just don't know enough about Florida. I think he's got – he doesn't have a ton of major league time, but he's really been up and down his entire career. He was really highly touted. Then he fell off a cliff. Then he got hurt. Then he got hot. Then he fell off a cliff. And that's just kind of been the story for the last six, seven years. So I mm. I don't really trust him. I don't I'm not expecting much out of him. Cabrera, I think, could be kind of you know, you see the guys that the Braves are calling up, the Michael Harris and the um whatever, the other kid's name that I forget off the top of my head, but you know, you see those guys that come in and provide an immediate spark, and I expect that from Cabrera. I'm not saying, you know, he, can, he can't have a bad spot or anything like that, but he's the kind of electric, young, talented player that I expect him to slot in, and I expect him to do really well right off the bat. And if he doesn't, it's not the end of the world, but he's got that talent, he's got that spark that if he made the playoff roster, it wouldn't shock me. And if you remember going back even into the preseason, when we got IKF, when we got Donaldson, I told you before the season that he's a guy that I would look out for. It wouldn't shock me if he broke the opening day roster. And I mean, here we are now, obviously it's in August, September, August. And, you know, it's a little bit away from opening day, but it, him being up this year and him being a contributor wouldn't shock me one bit. As you were just talking, Vladimir Guerrero Jr. hits. <laughs> yeah. And that's home run to right field and make it five, nothing. So this, I, any semblance of hope that I got from last night it has now just left my body. Um, I, and I, I found it kind of a little bit almost embarrassing that almost all of Yankee land yesterday was like, this is going to this mark the day. Today is the day when the season turned around. Everybody believe it like this, that we won one game against a team two weeks ago that was multiple digits out of first place. And now they're single digits because they were destroying us and we had to come back with a grand slam in the 10th inning. So 
It's just ridiculous. I mean, then this is Frankie Montas's home debut in pinstripes, and this is now two of three. He's given up five runs today and through two innings. So this is two of three starts. He looked all right in the second start that he was shit. So um, running out of time to figure it out there. And I, and this is against a team that we're actively competing against. And if we lose or get swept against this team, because we have a lot of games coming up against them, if I'm not mistaken, I mean, we're just, we're, we have the chance, honestly, to not make the playoffs. And I, I don't think that's unrealistic to say, considering we've been losing game after game after game. I'm, I, I'll tell you what, it's not fun whatsoever. And I guess this, this home run just sparked a rant because I, I was a little bit more calm after the win yesterday, but now it's just like <laughs> that just brought back the PTSD that we've been dealing with for the last fucking month and a half, three months, whatever, however fucking long it's been. But this is just, this is like, I said it last time, wake me up when September ends. I really don't like watching anymore. I, I just throw the game on like a top TV on mute. And I just, all I just watch like, Seinfeld for the 15th time like I, I'd rather I'd rather do that than watch this fucking team give up five runs in the, in two innings and then try and battle the scratching claw their way back and just show that they have all this grit and like oh look at if us they could we, actually do it though that'd be they one. can't they did in the beginning of the year but they can't fucking do that ever you can't uh, this is ridiculous I want to stop this yeah. podcast right now fuck this literally as like it's like, what's the fucking one step core? forward, two steps back? Not even that. No, it's like it is. Like, they, they bring you back in. Stuff. They keep fucking bring you back in, and ugh. they haven't brought it's me like, back yeah, in. And I don't know why yesterday. anybody's listening to this podcast right now. If you are, what did you say before that? I said they haven't brought me back in, and I don't. I don't know why anybody no, would did, listen to this podcast right now. I mean, yesterday, yesterday when they hit when they hit the walk up, I was like, that's cool. And then you saw Donaldson. I think I think this is what he was saying. He was telling. Glaber is like, oh, we're back, we're back, or I think that's what they're mouthing to each other, which was such like, a cool moment. But... And then this happens. <laughs> and this happens. <laughs> and you follow like, it up with a fucking yeah, five run, five nothing run in the second inning with what your second in the rotation who's supposed to be a bona fide potential ace level pitcher in the playoffs. Yeah, the who you just traded, who traded for. for? Yeah, the guy who we just traded for. Like he's got a ten plus ERA as a Yankee. It's just, it's just fucking, it's just ridiculous at this point. I mean, I, I don't even know what to say. I mean, going going back to just the people who we brought up real quick, like, I don't know. Actually, before I even get into that, I, like, what I was gonna say is that I I know that we've been obviously playing like shit. We won like three games in our last ten. We've lost, we've won four games, lost twelve. Whatever, like the crazy um, stat is on how many games we've won, and. It's so tough to look at, but then you also look at the standings and you're like, why are we still 10 games ahead of the division right now? And that, that to me makes literally no sense. I feel like we were 13 games ahead before we went on this four and 12 run or whatever it is. And I I just, I don't get how we're still that far ahead. We were up 16 and and now we're up 10. I know. Six game swing is ridiculous. I mean, we were, when, when, when were we up 16 games? What date was that? June. We were up 16 okay. and a half. I think it was at the All-Star break, honestly. Yeah, but that was yeah, yeah. that was after we literally went on a historic first half. I mean, yeah. regardless. that You're, you're asking why we're, we're still up 10 games up. It's because we lost six and a half, and that's a lot. Six and a half games in like two or three weeks that's is a lot, lot, especially when you consider I'm the Blue aware, Jays, the Rays, I'm aware and the Orioles. Lot, have all still, I'm aware of that, but I still think it's like, 
I mean, I don't want to say encouraging because it's not encouraging whatsoever, but I'm not I'm not ready to say that we're not making the playoffs by any means. No, but not- and a part of that as well, I mean, they're not the rest of the teams in the AL East aren't playing great baseball as well. Like the Rays in the last ten are five and five, some of those coming against us. The Blue Jays in the last ten are three and seven, same as us. The Orioles are five and five, and the Red Sox are five and five. So that's why they're not making up ridiculous ground on us because they're all playing bad baseball right now as well. So but by the way, this I mean, team is clearly not playoff worthy at this point. Um I guess transitioning into back to what we were talking before about the guys coming up. Like they need to play. Uh, there's no way there's no way around that. They they need to play. Obviously who's playing right now isn't working. Hicks needs to be off this team. And Cabrera is is, is I think he's one of those guys that Here's does guy. help this Here's a guy. He he's he's one of those guys that that does help the lineup out in other ways aside from his bat. Like I said this a couple of weeks ago about LeMahieu, where he plays all these different positions and he allows other guys to get rest and other guys to kind of switch in and out, which is the Yankees' specialty with Boone and the way this team is built. So I do think that he has that he has an added value, and especially with DJ coming back now, and hopefully he's healthy healthy the rest of the year. DJ, I'm, not, I'm, not, I'm not saying this is like the end-all be-all. I'm saying bringing in a guy like that is super important at this point where we're not clicking on all cylinders. No one really knows what the fuck's going on. We need to mix and match things to get a, get a groove together, and I think he's a guy that can indirectly help out with that. Not clicking on all cylinders is saying it lightly. I mean, but before the Grand Slam yesterday, they were, had scored no, no one, cylinders one run in their last 35 innings prior to that, and... One one thing on DJ too, like DJ coming back, I think this this stretch not can be totally attributed to DJ being gone, but having him back, we've seen time and time again when DJ's out of the lineup, the lineup it loses its its length and its completeness because you lose a, a key contact bat like that can, to pair nicely with all of the power bats that we do have, and he, he's he's a breath of fresh air. We've talked about that time and time again, and add that to. Benintendi as well, who will do better than he currently is. He's batting 213 since becoming a Yankee, but he's been, like I said before, spraying the ball all over the field, it seems like, in six doubles in his last 61 at-bats, uh, which is pretty dang good. That's a double per 10 at-bats. So he'll start to heat up. He hits for contact, adding DJ back. That's why I have a little bit of confidence in the lineup to do what they were doing in the first half of the year. Pair that with Stanton coming back, too, and the young guys getting their shot and also i wouldn't put it past the yankees to uh now that they've shown their hand that they'll bring people up to have Oz, the peraza come up as well because one one interesting thing with him too is that since today's august 18th they could technically call him up at any time and they wouldn't lose a year of service time so though this year wouldn't count towards his service time and they could keep him an extra season so and and on top of that that could mean that volpe can move up to Triple A as well through that, and that just there's a lot of moving parts here, and I think it's exciting that it, it, we could see Peraza as well, honestly, within the coming weeks. So, where where what what, what roster moves are made? Like we have Stan Marwin needs to be DFA'd. That's there, the Marwin the is the next Marwin is the next guy gone. Peraza for okay. Marwin. So Peraza Whenever this year. Stan's also coming back too next week. Yeah, Florio. Florio will probably go back down. Florio hasn't showed enough to me that he's every time he's been up. He's I feel like he's just been straight average on the offensive side. On the defensive side, I feel like he's been good, and that's just me with the eye test. I haven't looked at the numbers, but I, he no, hasn't he's really. A good 
He's yeah. a good defensive center fielder. But. Yeah, he just hasn't done it. He's, I feel like he's just consistently hitting 200 since he's been in the majors, and that's just – I made that up, but I, I bet – I bet, I'll look at it right now to see what his numbers were. But um, I think he's uh, IKF with a little more pop and a little less average. And a little more promise. Because <laughs> at least he has the ceiling of like, oh, this guy could be good. IKF is like, this is this is who I am. Then, then take it or leave it. And the Yankees, for whatever reason, won't leave it. I don't know. We're talking about a guy that single-handedly won a game for us the other day. Uh, I don't know, man. A lot of IKF slander. Yeah, he's batting 194 career, Esteban Flores. And that's in 36 well, at bats. Like it's not that much. Career game. Yeah, it's 36 yeah. at bats. But I'm just I I was just re- saying that's what I've been feeling with him. He feels like he's been hitting 200 every time he's up there, and he's, he is. But I mean that that's neither here nor there. That's such a small sample size. Doesn't matter. DFA'd but is inevitable. That's that's the next move, regardless of who you decide to go with. You know, or regardless of who gets called back, whether it's Stanton being called, your being back from injury or Peraza or whatever the Marwin Gonzalez does not have a place on this team anymore. I don't think if he does, I will be very, very, very shocked. He doesn't have a hit since yeah. like July 4th. Uh, speaking of people that have been doing well, just a little bit of a round out of the farm report, I guess we'll call it. Um, so Peraza, I mentioned this year in AAA, he actually started out pretty like bad in terms of a batting average. But he's brought the batting average up to 261, so that's it shows the impressive little run he's been on since like the last 30 plus days. Um, 17 homers, 45 RBIs, 29 stolen bases. It's a lot of speed in the minors, and I I, I think this is fun that like this is what we're talking about because this team sucks so bad. This becomes a Scranton, the boys of what'd you call it, Chandler? The boys of what? That was Murph. That was oh, that was Murph. What was yeah, it? I don't, I don't remember. The boys of whatever street the Scranton. <laughs> Rail Riders yeah. play on. Um, uh, Anthony Volpe in Double A, soon to be Triple A, I think, batting two fifty one this year, sixteen homers, and forty stolen bases, which is just ridiculous. And then actually, Dominguez has been doing pretty well, but we he has he has twenty nine stolen bases too. It's, these these guys are fucking fat. I don't know if the just catchers have the slowest pop time on the planet, or we just have a ton of speed coming up and. That gets me fucking juiced up because I love when teams run, hit for contact, and field their position. So I don't know why you're juiced up about it, thinking that they're ever going to get a chance to play on the Yankees. You like, think they will? No. The last Yankee that actually got caught up that stuck, I'm, you can, Aaron Judge. If you wanna, even if you want to count Glaber, <laughs> that was four years ago. The, uh, the last one that's actually homegrown Yankee guy is Judge in 2016. And that, well, no, he got sent back down. So 2017. So it's been five right. years. And name Let's a guy before that. Robinson Cano. Like, um, no, no, the like the pitchers, Loisga. I'm talking position players. Okay, because there, there have been a lot of there have been a lot of pitchers that have been like like Luis Severino. But you're Loisga. talking about speed on the baseball. I'm talking about yeah, position yeah, players. yeah. Okay, then yes, you're right. They won't. They refuse to. They refuse to call the position players. It's so fucking aggravating. And I know they did it with Cabrera, and that's exciting. And they did it with Florial. But I, I have no faith in this team to make the right decisions calling up position players going forward. Like, it would not shock me one bit if 
Volpe has, because, you know, their whole plan is like two more years. If Volpe has like a semi down year next year and they go out and sign another stopgap or trade for another stopgap and we just have this inevitable cycle, they just drive his value down and down and down and keep him in AAA until he's 26. That's their specialty. Yeah. Uh, do you want to Maybe say about that's pessimistic, but I don't know. No. I... Uh, sure. No, we can talk about real. I mean, yeah. Uh, I don't think it's his fault. I'll, I'll start it. No, yeah, people were calling this crowd is unforgiving when you're struggling. Yeah. And there have been a lot of boos lately. Last night they started to jump on you. Do people hear it? Does it have a positive effect? Or, is it, or can it have a negative effect? All of that. Uh, I think did you most, hear it? Most people, yeah. The ones directed yeah. at me. Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. What did you think? I stood up a little prouder on the top step and said, okay, goes with the territory sometimes here. You understand that? You know, as Jason and I talk about all the time, it beats the alternative. Like, to be at a place where... Did you guys hear the ad in the background? Yes, sir. All right, well, sorry about that. But regardless, uh, <laughs> I don't know where the fuck that was coming from. That was like, no, that was the game. You have the game the... on like another screen. and you Oh, I have the game on my phone. phone. Yeah. That a boy. Stay hot. Definitely a you thing there. All right, well, let me, re- <laughs> um, let me replay it. I'll cut this. And <laughs> no, no, never mind. Um, but regardless, Yankee fans are boo- booing Boone. And do you think that's warranted? I, I like his response to it, and it's correct. It's like it beats the ladder of, you know, fans not giving a shit. And uh, I'm starting to become that. I'm starting to not give a shit, <laughs> quite honestly. But it's, it's, it's I guess, nice to breath of fresh air to show that pe- people still currently care, even though you're being quite literally the worst team I've ever seen, which is ridiculous I mean, coming from where not, they were. I mean, it's not. Uh, he doesn't make the best decisions in the world, but – We've talked about this for years. How much pull do you think he really has? Like, I think he might be able to make, you know, here's your computer printed out list of decisions that you're allowed to make go off this list. So obviously we'll never know that. And he'll never tell you that. The office will never tell you that. But I I don't know. I think he does fine. He stands up for his dudes. He, you know, he's vocal. The clubhouse loves him. It is what it is. The problems on this team extend so much farther than that. If you want to look at somebody and all beat this fucking drum till the day that I die, it's Brian Cashman. He, you know, he hasn't won anything in his career outside of 2009. The other ones were built by Gene Michael and 2009 was built by money. So from a pure general manager standpoint, people love to just fucking, you know, sing his praise because he'll hit on a Luke Voigt or he'll hit on, you know, fucking pick one of the random relievers or something, but most of I mean, look at the IKF and Donaldson trade. That's that trade is bad. It's a bad trade. We got fleeced and we took on this guy's $50 million uh, worth of money so they could go sign Carlos Correa to a short term deal, which is a position we needed and a guy that wanted to be here. It's just time and time again, he just misallocates money he makes the wrong moves. He's too afraid to swallow his pride, it seems like. If you want to point a finger, you point it at those guys. Boone can only work with the team he's got right now. What, what do you want him to do? Like, what you can't use, you know, you have one, two good relievers right now. Before Marinaccio came up, who else do you even trust outside of Wandy? 
fucking nobody. So like, what do you want? What do you want him to do? What do you expect him to do? Should he have pinch hit Aaron Hicks last night? Probably not. But again, yeah, you're, but like, you're only I'll... dealt so much. You have IKF coming to bat. So like, yeah. Managing can, isn't going to add, like, they went one run out of 35 innings in a row. Like, him being a better manager isn't going to just magically make people hit 300 and, uh, yeah. like, knock in runs. It's just not going to happen. I, I, There are a few little instances where you could probably point out that he could have probably shouldn't have pinched Hicks, like you mentioned. But, I mean, it's not Boone's fault. Boone's been fine this year, so I, I don't. It's just, it's just Yankee fans are frustrated with the way the team's playing, and that's fair, but that's just mis, misdirected anger, honestly. Yeah, I mean, the, the, you should be angry at the players. The players are playing like fucking shit. Players are playing like shit. No one's hitting. Like, How are you supposed to make good – how are you even supposed to make good bullpen decisions when <laughs> your two closers fucking suck? Like, who are you supposed <laughs> to trust? Like, it's, a, it's, it's such – like, what do you want out of him? Like, what, what magic wand could he – like, yeah, know, and honestly, what did he wave to make this team fucking better? And Your two honestly, best relievers are in AAA before yesterday. Yeah. So, like, you want to pitch at him about the bullpen? What do you want him to fucking do? Like, okay, you, here's your options Albert Abreu, Aroldis Chapman, Clay Holmes, who's been terrible. Your best reliever, Michael King, doesn't have a right arm anymore. <laughs> and yeah, Lucas Lickey, who's 65 years old and your mop up guy. There you go. Good fucking luck. Preserve a one-run lead. And then you're like, okay, well, I guess I'll go with, fuck, I don't know, Clay Holmes, who is the most dominant reliever in history for the first half. He gets shelled. You're like, oh, of course it's fucking Boone's fault. He goes with the struggling reliever. What's your other alternative there? Lucas Lickey? Like, oh, my God, this fucking idiot went with Lucas Lickey. He can't break a glass window. Like, uh, yeah, and what, and yeah, you're right. you, and I, and you can't. He can't do anything differently. He's doing fine, and you can't even point. I know you mentioned this is. You you could point the finger at Brian Cashman for not doing or, or just being a bad GM for the re- recent memory, but also you can't really point to him for this season's miscues because he put the chips down. He he made good moves at the deadline. He got Benatendi. He got Montas. He got Bader, who were, I think is going to be helpful later on down the stretch when he comes back. He got fucking all these guys, Efros, he made good moves. So like this specific trade deadline, you can't even point to him because since the trade deadline, it's the team's been the worst it's ever been this whole season. So it's just strictly and entirely on the players right now. And it's, it's just, I guess you just gotta hope that they come back around. And it's, it's insane to me that this is why I do still have hope. And it's just like, that's why I'm totally just in the mindset. I know I've said it. I'll say it again of like, wake me up when September ends because this is just not a fun brand of baseball to watch. It's annoying because we know they're better than this because they these players, we've seen a large enough sample size this year and also in years prior, just watching them before coming on to the Yankees and all this stuff. It's just something about this recent like skid that everybody's in their own head. It Everybody it seems... Like, they're all in their own head in the same way that Joey Gallo was in his head. And maybe it's the Gallo curse since he's left. He's hit three home runs, and we've had two wins. So it's just maybe it's the Gallo curse. I hope it's not, like, a new curse of the Bambino. But I don't know. Gallo, the way he was handling the media is now, like, it's snowballed into everybody. And it's just something's got to give. It can't last forever because it seems way too good to play like this. Uh, But... (laughs) <laughs> I don't know, man. It's just it's it's yeah, hard I mean, to it's hard to see that 
the team can flip a switch and just become back to being the, and it's the craziest part about this is too, we have been playing like shit in the last three months and we still have the most runs in the American league. Like I, I just, that just shows how amazing we've been in the first half of this year before the all-star break, before the trade deadline. And like, that's what gives me hope is like, we've been so remarkably bad, laughably bad. And we still have the most runs in the American league. That's above everybody else in the American league, the Astros and all these great teams that are still playing well. So there's your yeah, hope. I mean, this... it's, they, they will turn it around. You, you got to believe. I just hope it's with enough time to build some momentum going into, into the playoffs. Yeah, I mean, the, this this team has literally seen the highest of highs and the lowest of lows. It, it's been polar opposites this season. And back to the whole Cashman thing, you know, we set at the trade deadline and we all said it. We all said, as long as he does something and does, you know, makes the moves that we want him to make, fills some of those holes that we needed to fill, we can't be mad at him. Now, we can be a little bit upset about not calling people up and not DFAing the right people and kind of making those types of roster moves. But in terms of signing people at the trade deadline, like we can't be mad at that. He gave us exactly what we asked for. You know, he, he can't, he wouldn't know that Benintendi would have the worst stretch of hitting games that he's had all season. Once he comes to the Yankees and that Montas would fucking shit the bed his first couple starts. Like they gave us, a good group of guys at the trade deadline. They've just been playing like shit along with the rest of the team. And I feel like not... it, 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 I just feel like it's one of those things that like, it's one of those things like, uh, like last year where if, if, if a couple guys are playing bad, the whole team plays bad. And that's kind of been a common theme for this team for a few years. It's if they're doing well, the whole team's clicking. If they're doing poorly, then the whole team sucks. So for the record, I'm not saying Brad Cashman had a bad deadline. I think he did shy of getting Luis Castillo or Juan Soto, which I must say bad Soto deadline. Was, I'm, I'm saying Juan Soto was never I'm realistic. I'm not, just saying this, is, this isn't his fault. The recent stretch of terribleness is not, can't be but it is, it is his fault. It doesn't Ow. matter. The trade deadline doesn't matter. The, the roster issues. Dude, we had the best start of the entire, we had like a historical first half and then the team has not really changed. How is that Brian Cashman's fault? That's the thing. The team hasn't changed. They were lucky in the first half to to be to that record. It was luck. You don't roll out the same team with Josh Johnson, who's having the worst year of his career. IKF, who is it a good baseball player? He's below average in almost all facets of the game. You don't roll out that exact same team with those additions and just magically flip a switch and you're good. This roster is flawed. It is still flawed. It was flawed coming into the season. It was flawed last year. It's been flawed for a long time. If you want to point a finger at Brian Cashman, it's not because of the deadline. It's because of what he's done for the last 20. Okay. 2017. You have this wave of people, Greg Bird, Gary Sanchez, (laughs) Aaron judge, Luis Severino. You have all these guys coming up and what he did from there was turn that super exciting, promising core into somebody that's scrapping to one, they're not going to be together much longer, but scrapping to even make, you know, coming into this year, make the playoffs. Like you turned a team that was one game away from the world series into a borderline playoff team. And that just doesn't make sense. to me. And that's not, again, that's nothing to do with this deadline. That's nothing to do with this specific team or this specific run. 
this is the same roster we've had minus plus or minus few people for a few years now. And it just isn't working and they're not making the proper adjustments year in and year out to be competitive come playoff time. If you look at this team right now and tell me that they're going to win a playoff series, I'd laugh in your fucking face. Who could they be right, right now? now you obviously, yeah, that's obvious. That right now. I'm hoping that they've shown, like they've, they are a good group of baseball players. Most of them are. And I'm hoping they turn it around. And, and I agree with you. I think this team is flawed and there are a lot of flaws in the personnel on the team. And that is Brian Cashman's fault. But I was specifically talking about just this I mean, because the cause and effect relationship is right after the deadline. Now the stretch of terrible play starts. Like that specific stretch isn't his fault because he doubled down on a team that was playing historically good. So I don't know. I'm not mad at him about this deadline, just for the record. I just don't. I I, I agree agree with everything you just said. I agree agree with everything you just said. I was just saying that this this stretch, this, this season specifically, it's the player's fault at the moment. Well, who puts players out there? It's the whole bottom line. Yeah. It's also health. Like, I mean, <laughs> losing Carpenter, losing, I mean, get, Carpenter, <laughs> I mean, you, I mean, you laugh, but Carpenter was no, I know. It's in, the funny, unbelievably it's productive. Sentence. Losing Carpenter, losing Stanton, losing DJ, losing King, losing all, like, all these guys. I mean, now losing, I know Clay Holmes hasn't been playing well, but having him go to the IL, like, all this Phantom stuff. Losing, injury. I know it's it's absolutely a phantom injury this time, but um, and Murph would probably be upset about that, but I don't know. I I, I think we, that's also flawed, I guess, because we're getting a bunch of old brittle guys in here, so that's another point to Cashman being a shitty GM. But I don't know, man. They, bottom line, this is the team we have. They were good enough to beat nearly every team in the first half. There's no reason why they can't do that again. Um, will they do it? That is the question. So I don't know. Montas, I'll tell you this. He's thrown out, uh, two out of three duds and the third one wasn't beautiful by any stretch. If he keeps this up, I don't, he's in, he's, like, he's, that's a problem. He's that's working problem. his that's... way to sunny gray territory. And we, we mentioned it on the signing. Will he turn into a pumpkin because he's coming from another small market? Exactly. The A's where sunny gray came from. And if this continues, even I'm willing to call it if this happens, because today's start is done and over with. I don't know. I don't give a shit if he's still pitching or not, but he is or he's already given up five fucking runs through two. Um, if he does this for two more starts, that's that's a bust in my mind. Do you still start him game two of the playoffs? And, yeah, th- and then that's a problem. The fact that you're even asking that question, which is a, a correct question, that's a problem. Because now you signed him and you traded away a bunch of assets to go get him. And now, <laughs> now and we're. And you got him next year, too. And you got him next year. Now we're back at square one. Is like, do we even. Like, this is supposed to be our number two behind Garrett Cole. That's it. And now. <laughs> I, don't, I don't know. He sucks. <laughs> I don't yeah. get it. His stuff is so good. It's not. That's why I'm still holding on. Pinstripes are heavy, man. I just like I. I think he. I think he'll figure it out. Actually, and I'm not really the voice of optimism here. Usually, I know the no shit, but like he. No. Well, I mean, <laughs> he's still throwing to, to 98. Fair. He's still dotting corners. He's still throwing disgusting splitters. Like. 
the things that he's doing are all right. He's just not getting results. I, I will say this. I think if it goes on a little longer, I, I'm curious how that weighs on a guy mentally. He seems like he's got it together between the years. He's good in the media. He does. And who the fuck am I to tell you that? But you know, always good just, with the media. I, that's what I'm saying. Who the fuck am I to tell you that that weighs on him? I don't know anything. I'm not a psychologist and I don't play pro baseball. I'm just some fucking schmuck sitting here talking about him with my friends. But uh, I don't know. It's, it, they're legitimate questions that we can have from the outside sitting in is if he comes out and he throws up another fucking dud next week. How, when gonna, does that get to the He's a human. It's going to snowball. When do you think about that as a player? Like, fuck, they just traded away the entire farm. Not really, but you know what I mean. To bring me in here to be the 1B behind Garrett Cole, they're trusting me over Luis Severino, a guy who's borderline one Cy Young's in the past. He's their young, homegrown ace. And they're trusting done it here. Me to, which is yeah, something that a lot of people can't do, apparently. And I can't get through five innings of a start. Like, that weighs on a guy, I'm assuming. You know, I've never been there, but I, I would assume that takes a If I give up a ton play. of runs in a softball game, it weighs on you. I, I, I know it weighs <laughs> right, on these guys. Yeah. And, I'm, and I'm serving it up on a silver platter. I'm not supposed to be striking people out in softball. And I'm just like, shit, man, I know this is on me. I gave up an 11 spot in the third inning. Like, that, like it's just like, it's going to weigh on him. And that's why I, I hate that saying that it's like, oh, you know, the pinstripes are... They're heavy, you know, it's one, it's really just a stupid saying. And two, it sucks because why I, I at times just want to be a fan of like the fucking Rangers because Gallo can play there. Like everybody has no problem playing there because nobody's fucking watching. So I want to, I want to be that one guy out there in the, in the stands, just watching the game, doing the book or something at the games. You get great seats. You get people cool that don't, park. we get cool ballparks. You get you team players that don't give a shit because there's no pressure. And you just get a good brand of baseball. There's just no fans to watch. So I, I wish at times that I was a fan of a shittier franchise because of those reasons. And, I mean, how many times? Like, now Gallo moves over to uh, – this one just makes no fucking sense to me. He just needed to change the scenery because now he's actually hitting the cover off the ball. But, like, Montas, Sonny Gray, Gallo. I mean, the list goes on of people that can't play in New York because it's New York. That that is my biggest pet peeve in the world. Just fucking play baseball well. I'm sorry. I, I, I don't know. Fuck. I mean, I don't think you. I don't think you can lump Montas in that yet. I'm, I'm starting to look like it, and I'm excuse me for assuming that it's going to happen because this the prior sample size and other people that have blown in from Stupid Town have, are causing me to feel this way, and you can't tell me otherwise. You, I mean, everybody no, sees the writing on the wall. Yeah, it's warranted. I'm not. I, I don't know what it is. I just have a like feeling to myself and I'm probably wrong, but there's a part of me that watches him pitch and I watch him in his starts and I see encouraging things and I see the way he holds it together. It doesn't look like it's, it's more like a frustration of like, what the fuck am I doing more than like, a, I don't know that I can handle this and I trust him to fix that. Again, that all all that goodwill and that trust in him can go away very quickly. But I, I don't think after three starts you can you can determine that he's facing a really good lineup in the Blue Jays. He got tagged for a three run bomb from Vladimir Guerrero Jr. outside of that second inning. He's looked pretty sharp. Uh, yeah, I mean George Springer and Vladimir Guerrero Jr. are really good fucking baseball players, and that that shit happens. I think I don't know. I don't know. I'm not willing to throw in the towel on him. I don't Who think that it's I know. And who are the teams that he's, he's pitched against so far? The Red Sox, the Blue Jays, and the, the Cardinals. Cardinals. 
three great teams. So if you want to find a silver lining in it, you can look at that and say, like, yeah, he's faced three high-powered offenses, three of the most high-powered offenses, to be quite honest. But that's what we got him for. We got him not for the random starts. Like, anybody can dominate against the Royals or any other fucking random team, the Marlins or something, at any point in random dog days of summer, any random game that doesn't matter. We specifically got him for the playoffs. We needed a number two. These are the type of teams that you're going to have to face in the playoffs. And if you're giving up a five spot through two, I don't care. And that's another part of that is like, yo, it was Vlad Jr. Vlad Jr. is a great hitter, like this, that, the third. These are the guys you're going to have to face, and that's the reason why we got him. So if you can't handle business against the top offenses in the league, and he was supposed to be our two, and he was supposed to be our big signing, he was the headline signing. Uh, say what you want about Ben Attendi. You could say like which one you're more excited about. Montas was the one you circled, and you're like, damn, can't wait to see him pitch in October. And if he's going to be pitching October like this against teams like the the ones that we're facing that I just read aloud, we're fucked. And I, no, I I, mean, I agree, but I'm just saying that I'm not te- I'm not saying that this is a good product that he's putting on the field whatsoever. I'm just saying I don't think this is who he is. I think he's still figuring it out. It's a new place. Everything. I'm willing to give him the benefit of the doubt for another start or two. I'm not. I'm just saying I'm not throwing in the towel yet. Like, yeah, no. He's going to be facing good offenses. Giving up a nuke to Vladimir Guerrero is no excuse. It's just a, you know what? Let's let's take a step back here. If the Yankees were winning right now and he was doing this, would we still be having the same thing? Probably not. We would just be like, oh, Montas had a little bit of a rough go at it, but he'll he'll figure it out. But because the Yankees are fucking everything else up at every other turn, these things are exacerbated. The Andrew Benatendi, oh, well, he's only batting 217 since so he's being Yankee way blown out of proportion. He's looked a lot better lately. He's done a lot more good than he has bad since he's been here. Batting average is low, but it's blown out of proportion because we're playing like shit. Everything they're doing is wrong. When you come over here and you're expected to be, and we limped into the all-star break and limped into the trade deadline. When you inject these new players into your lineup and you're expecting to just magically turn back on that first half magic, Everything is blown up. Everything's bigger. If this keeps going, then absolutely we have a problem. But right now, the issues of this team are way deeper than the guys we traded for. You want to pick somebody to be mad at, be mad at Donaldson. You want to pick somebody to be mad at, be mad at Anthony Rizzo. I love Anthony Rizzo to death. He has had an abysmal couple weeks. I know he hit a home run last night that tied the game, but before that he was like two for his last 30 with like 20 strikeouts. Not actually, it was like 15, but still. You want to pick somebody to be mad at, be mad at Isaiah counter Pick Aaron Hicks. Pick Aaron Judge. Fuck, he's won for his last 20. The reasons that this team is losing day in and day out, the guys that have been here. The guys that we traded for are not performing up to their standard, but it's blown up because of how everybody else is doing. That's why I'm yeah. saying be patient with those guys. If you're going to pick, if you're going to single somebody out, single out those everyday guys that are just fucking folding. Yeah, I mean, that that uh, goes without saying, though. That's why I'm mentioning specifically Montas now, because he was supposed to be... I mean, it's just it's not very comforting watching him do this. No, not at all. Because that was the sole reason you went and got him, and now he's doing this against teams that... This is just a a precursor for the things to come. It's like we're foreshadowing a shitty night in October. Because you're right, at the top of the show, Damon, we aren't going to miss the playoffs. We're going to make the playoffs... It, it, it would be catastrophic if we missed the playoffs because that would mean we also not only lost the division, lost 10 more games, but we also, with a month and change left, 
but we also lost the wild card. Like we're going to make the playoffs in some capacity, and it may honestly be better if we don't win the division because I think the matchup will be better than it is. Um, but it's just it's really not because right now what you're looking at is what do the playoffs look like? What are the matchups going to be? Who are they going to face? It's going to be Montas against somebody else. Hopefully he shakes off the rust. It's going to be Cole against somebody else. Hopefully he doesn't give up four in the first inning like he does every night. It's just like there are flaws, like we said before, and I don't know. The only hope I have for this team to win a championship is just getting ridiculously hot like they did in the first half of the year, and that's not impossible because it happened. So I don't know, man. And, and, and the, the hope is that that can happen again, and now you have more players than you did before. Like, you got all the guys at the deadline. So, like, all signs point to it can happen. But and, and this is the team. The team is the streakiest probably team ever assembled. And that's how they've been for the last few years. They're brittle and they're, and they're streaky. That's how the, the team is designed. And the one thing that should not be streaky is the pitching, and that is. So this, the pitching was, has been the most consistent thing over the last two years, and it's just it's been shite. So let's see. To, to give Montas the benefit of the doubt, the Vladdy home running that was just hit would have only been out at Yankee Stadium. I mean, we play we play playoff games in Yankee Stadium, so just saying, just saying. We I play, mean, we'll yeah, pop out in thirty other stadiums. That's all I'll say. You're gonna don't p- play that game because that's what everybody says to us. I'm not. I'm not. I'm not playing a game. I'm just trying to find a little bit of optimism in a very uh, terrible stretch of games. Ooh, Oswaldo, welcome to the big leagues. First career hit, double. All right. See optimism. Season starts today. Did you see his roll call? I'm. I'm not gonna lie. I'm absolutely loving Oswaldo Cabrera. Oh, like yeah. that? No, he the... was he was he was throwing a grenade at him. You see him? Oh, is that what that was? Nice. Yeah. I thought he was like pulling a mouth guard out. I don't know if he wore a mouth guard or something, or he had no, gum in his mouth. He's pulling the end of the grenade and chucking it at the stands. Do you want to start Love the rumor that. that he hates Yankee fans and he wanted to blow them up? No, because he's the only good thing on this team right now. I hope he's awesome because I, I, my mind can't handle hating another player. I, I think I, lo- I, I love him. I've hit, I've hit a, a, a just a, a capacity on the amount of hate to, I can have towards every individual player on this team other than Judge. So <laughs> no, I'll tell you what. Right now, there's I've no never, more room. There's no more room. I'm negative about a lot of players. I've never in my life booed a Yankees player at a game. I've booed him in my living room, but I've never publicly booed a Yankees player. I stood up from my seat the other night after Aaron Hicks did whatever because he <laughs> fucked up so many things. I bought an extra popcorn and beer just to shove my fat fucking face so I couldn't <laughs> boo him. Because if I had... Did you you didn't? Free... I was next to you. I, I thought you sure, did. I'm pretty sure you did. No, I didn't. I, I geared up and I was like, I, I cussed him out to you guys, but I have never booed I booed him. At this I definitely I did booed not. him. I booed him. I, I bit my tongue. I, like, I got to the buh and I was like, no. I'm not gonna I didn't, start. I didn't say, say boo. I said fuck you. <laughs> I, I booed. I and I will say this. I said it to Chandler at the game too. Say what you want about how bad he's been playing. I felt awful for him because the entire stadium, except for Chandler apparently, was was booing him. And I, I, mean, I oh no, yeah, he grounded into a double play with bases loaded. Like, yeah, that that is boo worthy. And, and was nowhere near a fly ball. They booed him four he times. They oh, put him four times. <laughs> I forgot that play happened too. Yeah, he also struck out with guys on first and second before the double play, and then he grounded out to second after. 
I want mean, to talk about snowballing. That's happening right now with Hicks is more than anybody because he's been getting the booze and dude, I don't know. I, I, I'm not saying none of it was warranted. I'm just saying being at the game and seeing his head hanging down, just like he's a grown man and he is just upset. I mean, how, upset, how upset can you be when you're making $70 million over seven years? I, 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 I don't like that excuse because, or that argument because like he's a fucking human and it, it's just like every well, obviously, obviously he interview. wants to do well. It's not like he doesn't want to do well. He just fucking is sucked. I know. I just, <laughs> I, just I, around know. It. I know. And I wish it on him all the time. I'm just saying, seeing him in person with his head hanging low, it, I felt really bad. They deserve yeah, it. Yes. But 60,000 people like mad at you. <laughs> like everybody. And that's only the people that were there. Everybody at home. He knew yeah. that. Every, they, I, I don't know. I just felt bad. Literally, you're in the middle of a field with sixty thousand people all looking at you. It's like yeah. You. It's, it's like in medieval gosh, times when somebody like totally is throwing like it. tomatoes at you, and you're like yeah. the village idiot, and he's just like sitting there. Just I just I felt, I felt bad. Like I'm was, sure people had tomatoes. They're probably throwing at them. And I wonder if he's deleted social media yet. He definitely can't go on Twitter. There's no way. What's he gonna say? Sorry. <laughs> no, did you see his interview? It was no, just like, yeah, no, I'm embarrassed. Like that's really like it was just really like depressed. Was, what like, are you yeah, gonna I'm, say? Yeah. I'm really sad. Like I'm embarrassed. Like uh, my bat hasn't been there, but I count on my defense usually, and I can't do that right either. So <laughs> that worked like, out real well. That that play in the outfield was. I, I we said this at the stadium too. I we say it a lot. We I know Damon says he could beat you know, stand in a race or something like that. None of that fucking makes sense. None of that matters. I genuinely think all, all three of us could make that play in the outfield. He just got crossed up. You can't say he lost it in the sun because it, there was none. Maybe he lost it in lights. I don't know. Professional outfielder, you got to make that. It was a routine catch, and it's just add insult to injury. I'm not going to say it that. It was pretty I mean, fucking routine, Damon. Damon, I mean, have a 95% catch probability. Yeah. I know. I'm just saying I think I could be standing from second to home and have a better chance catch. I'm a, I'll could do both, but – Saying if I put my money on one thing, right, you it can be uh, being standing second to home. And I will say I this too: another thing why add insult to injury for him because I, I another reason why I feel bad is because, and it, I, I'm just saying this because I know we shit on him a ton. And give him, I don't know, but like Bader's waiting in the wind, like whenever he gets healthy, he's going to, like Hicks has to know that, and the additional terrible play is not helping his case. And now I think on top of that, this might be the end of Hicks for sure, because you talk about snowballing, you know, he's Frankie Montas, different story because Frankie Montas is still going to get run. Even if he snowballs, he's just going to, because that we, we don't have, another we don't have starter. another option. Hick, <laughs> Hicks play. Exactly. Starter. Hick, we traded, <laughs> we traded him and he's doing awesome on the, on the Cardinals. So Hicks, on the other hand, he is going to snowball even worse, and I don't think it's a mental hurdle he can get over because he has another guy waiting in the window, just like, and he's playing bad on top of that. So it's just going to get worse and worse, and he's going to be less confident in himself because he knows for a fact that if he doesn't play good, he will be replaced. Montas won't be. He will be. It's Hicks just, is already replaced. I know, he's and gone. he knows that. That's why I'm saying it's, it's not going to get better. It's going to get worse before it gets better for Hicks from here on out, and I, I truly believe... We might, we talk about the sun a lot. We might, this might be the first deceased player we can call out. Like RIP Aaron Hicks, you had an all right career. Uh, you heisted the Yankees out of $70 million 
and that's just sound. I was looking at the biggest heist in the world history, <laughs> not like by contract of sports, just like bank heists and stuff like that. Hicks slots right in like four or five right now. So above like Bonnie and Clyde, and then yeah, it's uh, it's like guys who stole like gold like DB, and Rob Cooper. Yeah, DB Cooper, fuck his name is. No, he stole more than DB Cooper. Hmm. So hats off to you, Aaron. Good job. You, uh, if nothing else, you sure know how to fleece the smartest man in the room, Mr. Cashman. So in, in order of, of fleecings, it's Bernie Madoff, Bonnie and Clyde, Aaron Hicks, and then whatever Damon just said. I don't know who the other person is. You don't know D.B. Cooper. Cooper? No. Go on HBO Max. There's a thing called What Happened to D.B. Cooper. You should go watch it. No free ads, but. What do you do? Uh, he robbed a plane and then parachuted out and just dis- disappeared. That's pretty sick, honestly. Well, no, he like bought, he like threatened a plane that he was gonna bomb it, and he's like, "Yeah, you guys better wire me like twenty million, or I'm gonna kill everybody." And then they wired it, and they just like got a parachute, jumped out, and nobody ever saw him again. All right, well then that's not sick. I, I thought he just like straight up like sneakily stole money and then just like jumped out the plane. No, it was threats. Sons. Okay, I yeah. mean, yeah, I right. mean either way, you don't just you don't steal that much money. Without hurting somebody, unless you're, you know, DB Cooper or Aaron Hicks. So, that's true. Uh, and I would, I would venture to say Aaron Hicks has done more damage to me and, and himself, more, many more people emotionally. Yeah. All right. Well, that's it for me. Uh, I'm, do you want to do the uh, rounding thirds, the hot takes? And yeah, sure. Let's get into it. We asked you guys the fans for the fans. Yeah, we asked you guys again for rounding thirds. I, I'm not excited to hear these. I'm quite sure they're going to be depressing, uh, but. Let's do it. I'm ready to be heard again. <laughs> These are funny. Hot take. The Yankees <laughs> fucking suck. I buy um, that. Aaron Boone sucks. He's a puppet or a bad manager. Uh, we talked about that. The mm-hmm. Monty move will cost the Yankees the season. We just talked about it kind of like, I mean, if Montas doesn't work out, then yes, because and and on the other side, if Monty continues to pitch well, yeah, it, it's going to look silly. I if hate, I I, if Monty, because the the Cardinals are a good team and they're going to make it a relatively deep run in the playoffs, and they could be they could be one of those dark horse teams that actually wins the whole thing, like a Nationals. I mean, they're a good team; they could definitely make a run. Um, if Monty, I will I will crumble. If Monty gets like the last out in a World Series or something like that, I'll just if that happens, that's the end of Brian Cashman. And it's even more embarrassing too because that move was like the precursor to another move, and another move just didn't happen because we wanted to get who was it again? Pablo Lopez. Yeah, so like that it just it didn't materialize, or they backed out at the last second. But you can't make that move and not have the other one locked up. Like it just, that had to be a three team trade. You don't make one, not the other. Cause then something like this can happen. He's going to make the last out or Gallo's going to hit the game winning home run. And there's no in between. Mm-hmm. F Ross will take over the closer role. Yeah. I don't think he, he's the top pitcher to do that. He could. Damn it. He was closer for the Cubs. I, I respectfully disagree that he's not the pitcher for it. I don't think he will, but it would be cool. Uh, on this team is it. what I mean. Uh, I mean, I'm not going to say he can't do it. I'm just saying on this team, he's not. That's not what I want him to be. Let's put it that way. Fair enough. 
Uh, Anthony Volpe will be the starting shortstop next season. No. I mean, no. <laughs> Chapman shouldn't be on the postseason roster. <laughs> the Yankees will win the World Series beating the Dodgers in seven games. No. Uh, no, because they're going to sweep them. That's the only reason why. Yeah. Uh, Montas will play well one time. <laughs> all right, yeah, most of these are basically everything we talked about. The Yankees suck, and we're all sad and wallowing in. Well, I don't know. I, I, Aiden, Aiden over here had some nice ones. Extend and Judge will hit 10-plus home runs in September, including two multi-home run games each. It's a very specific <laughs> rounding third, and I like it, and I like the optimism because he also said the Yankees go on an 8-plus game winning streak when healthy in September. I mean, I'll end it there with some Thursday night optimism for you. They did it in the beginning of the season. They have more players than they had before. There's no reason they can't. So we are at the bottom of the bottom right now. And there, um, there's just no reason at all that they can't turn it back around again. Uh, that's, that's the only thing that's keeping me alive. Yeah, I mean, we've seen him do it. So fucking do it again. Seen him do it with less, <laughs> so do it again. It's, it's not that hard, right? It's not that hard, guys. Come on. Hit the fucking All right. ball. That's it. <laughs> Bye. Everyone is talking about magnesium. It's all you hear about. But why? What do we know about magnesium? Well, magnesium is the number one mineral that 75% of Americans are deficient in. If you are a woman over 35, magnesium will help you rediscover balance, energy, and vitality. Magnesium supports more than 300 enzymatic reactions in your body, including those involved in hormonal balance. From functional medicine doctors to mental well-being and female hormone experts, we all know that magnesium is the one mineral to improve all aspects of well-being and health. But which one? Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers. The trusted choice recommended by leading experts with seven best-absorbed forms of magnesium to ensure your body receives the support it needs for overall well-being. Go to bioptimizers.com slash balance today and use code BALANCE10 for 10% off. Support your journey to wellness at B-I-O-P-T-I-M-I-Z-E-R-S dot com forward slash balance. Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers, your foundation to optimal health and vitality.